Revenue Rhino. I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Tim Noblanche from Coates. Tim, it's really nice to have you on. Thank you, Brad, for having me. I'm very excited to be talking with you today. Yeah, I'm super excited. Can you tell me a bit about your organization and what you guys do? Yeah, sure. Coates is a, is a technology and digital experience organization. We offer content management software, content management services, digital merchandising hardware, self-ordering kiosks, as well as traditional signage. We're very focused on the retail and, and quick service restaurant space in what we do. And what's interesting about our company is being a digital company in the technology space, we're actually 60 years old. And the organization started off in traditional signage, as I said, about 60 years ago in Australia and, and has adapted through the times to evolve to what it is today. And really our vision and focus is being creators of immersive brand experiences. And so that obviously, if you go back, you know, 20, 30 years ago, was, was about hard physical signage. And today it's about the digital interaction and those digital touch points with customers. And so we've pivoted throughout our time to adapt to that. It's no secret that we do a lot of work with large quick service restaurants and retail organisations globally. We're a global company. We've got nine offices um, across the world servicing all of the major economic regions. And within that, I'm the, I'm the chief customer officer. I look after our global customer portfolio, as well as our solution delivery team, which is the bridge between our product groups and our customers and markets. Prior to joining the, the sales and customer side of the business, I was um, previously our global head of strategy. Okay, very nice. So tell me a bit about what this past year has looked like for you guys. Obviously, crazy past year, probably another crazy year ahead. And I imagine there's tons of implications for the restaurant industry and all that. Yeah, I think naturally 2020 was, a, was an extremely unique year. As COVID hit, what we saw was most of our customers go time out on everything that we're doing as they started to navigate and understand what COVID was going to mean to them and what the impacts of COVID was going to mean to their businesses. Naturally, that forced us to, to do the same and start to think about, okay, what does this mean for us? And so really quickly, we had to adjust across three things. First was, was our people, making sure that our people were safe and keeping them engaged as we shift to the remote environment. It was obviously a really stressful time for our team as, as clients were turning off projects and the unknown of what COVID meant from a health and safety point of view. And so we had to be extra conscious as we were asking our teams to move from what we were predominantly an office-based organisation to completely remote. Yeah, we had to be very conscious of the stresses and strains that, that come with that as the adaption to people being in their home environments and, and what comes with that. So that was one thing, making sure the health and safety of our people and getting them to be productive in the at-home environment was the first big task on our list. 
The second was then adapting to the way we engage with our customers. Traditionally, we've been a very high touch in-person organization with the way that we like to engage with our customers. I, I look back at 2019 and I was not in one country for more than two weeks. I would be traveling around, visiting different customers, making sure that we were servicing them in that high touch way. And we had to adapt quickly to replicate that same experience that we think is really powerful when you engage with codes to doing that all remotely. And that was obviously a, a bit of an adjustment there. The second piece on that is with showcasing our products, obviously being a immersive brand experience company, seeing and feeling our products is believing them. And we had to find out, find new and new, unique ways to demonstrate our products and showcase them in the remote environments. And we learned a lot about how to do that over 2020, which was really interesting. The third big piece is obviously the critical one was how do we utilize our products and our technology to continue adding value to make sure that the programs of work could continue. For particularly our QSR customers, the drive-through became ultra critical, right? The indoor restaurants were closed, but drive-through was still able to operate and it became their single source of revenue effectively besides delivery. And so the reliance in drive-through boomed. And with that, we were able to showcase the advantages of utilising our digital drive-through services for an array of things, right? From safety messages around showcasing how they are keeping their crew and therefore the customer interaction safe, but also really unique aspects that we saw as supply chains got constrained during covid some items on customers' menus were no longer able to be displayed. And so we were quickly able to adjust and evolve and adapt their content creation to deal with what they were facing in the COVID environment. That was a huge, that was a huge focus of ours. So that was the initial COVID hit and it was a bit crazy. And we quickly adjusted across those three and we were able to navigate the stormy waters of that initial, I guess it was, about this time last year, the fall of last year. And what we saw towards the middle of the year as summer started to come back, and I think organisations started to understand what COVID meant for them and what the impact to their business was. And we quickly saw the large customers start to, to pick up investments again and move into it. So for 2021, it's looking positive for us. We've, we've rebounded nicely on the back end of last year. I would say that what COVID effectively did was give us a, a six-month pause or heavy slowdown and we've started to gain momentum back up over the last six months and now we're starting to see things get back to, to a normal level that we, that we would expect. So we're really bullish of what 2021 and, into, and in particular what 2022 is going to hold for us. So we're really excited. From an industry perspective, I think businesses have definitely learnt new approaches to be effective in remote environments. And as we see the vaccine start to come into play now and over the next six months, that start to normality start to come back to our lives, I think what we'll see is a huge spike in sales teams' effectivenesses. And 
What makes me think that is that what you'll see is the tricks and tips that they've learned and the skills that they've learned acting and evolving in, in the remote environment, they'll be able to take those and add back in the personal face-to-face engagement in a much more targeted and impactful way. And I think that will increase the effectiveness of sales teams across all, all sales organisations. As I said, I used to spend an awful lot of time travelling and I look to the future now and I definitely think that probably at least 50% of the travel that I used to do, I could now manage that type of engagement in a remote circumstance. So I think that we'll start to see a lot of efficiencies that, that come with that from a sales a sales and marketing perspective, moving into the sort of post-COVID world. Totally. I love that. It sounds like you guys are up to some really interesting stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've got some big things on the cards for this year. And, and as I said, we continue to focus on driving the innovation and the value that we add to our customers. And what's been great is that because they're still investing and they're still going, that gives us the confidence to still invest and grow ourselves in what we want to do in the innovation space. So yeah, it's shaping really positively off the back of COVID. And as I said, I think 2021 is going to be a strong year, but 2022 is where we're going to see that normality come back and that really start to go to strength again from a sales front. Love that. Yeah, I know when I visit a restaurant, it's immediately look for the app and figure out, okay, how do I order on my phone? It's such yeah, a exactly. Thing. Yeah, it's, it's interesting you say that. There, there's, there's some reports out at the moment that show that digital adoption, particularly in, in the restaurant space, has probably put brands four or five years ahead of where they thought they were going to be. And that's one of those classic unforeseen customer push events that's occurred there. And to be in a position as an organisation to capitalise off the back of that is definitely something that we're fortunate about. But at the same time, you've got to put yourself in a position to to identify and be ready to move quickly when those opportunities do come come about. What do you guys see for the year ahead? Like, how are you planning on approaching sales and marketing as we head into this new year? And as we're not quite back to normal, but in changing times again and all that. Yeah. So for this year, from a sales perspective, it's still very much remote. I don't think that any of our customers are in a particular urgency to be getting back into in-person meetings. I'd also say we've got into a nice cadence with our customers around getting productive video conferencing and video workshops and things like that done. There will definitely be a desire on both sides to get to a point where we can start getting back to in-person engagements, particularly when it comes to product innovation and what we're doing in that space. Because as I said, the the seeing and feeling and utilising the product is really critical. And so we want to get back to that space really quickly. And so I think our plans would be, we know we're going to be in this remote environment for at least the next six months. I think after summer, though, we will, we will start to see people getting more confidence to start getting back to that normality and feeling that it's safe is the key. 
So I think that's really our plan. So we're planning to keep things as normal. The new normal is, is the right way to put it at the moment and then shift towards getting that in-person engagement back in the back half of the year. Yeah, totally. Obviously, you have a lot of experience when it comes to this and building relationships with customers and consulting and all this. And then your organization has been around for a while. What are some things that you've learned both personally as an or- and as an organization in terms of building those close customer relationships and servicing your market and all that? Yeah, I, one of the things that we're really focused on at Coates is is acting in partnership. A lot of sales organizations, it's our client. We refer to our clients as our partners. And we truly believe that. We're not simply just providing products, but we're there to, we're there to work with them and, and really help them drive a better end customer experience and brand engagement, as I've touched on. The best example of that is we've been working with one of our clients for over 50 years. That started in Australia, and now we service that client in over 40 markets globally. So if you can get that partnership and value add, you can really create that longevity and scale growth and partnership over very long periods of time, right? Like that's generational. So we're not talking off the back of one or two really good sales people. We're talking that's culturally an organizational element that's come to enable that success. We do a lot of engagement on experience design with our customers and making sure that value that we can add to an organization comes from that. It's not just us sitting in a room and coming up with products and ideas, but actually engaging and working really closely with our customers to identify pain points for their customers or operationally for them as a business and then solving for that in collaboration. And that's where we see really good success. And it also helps with the buy-in from the customer. If you're engaged and you're working closely with them, they're more bought into the products and offerings that you're then able to go and sell to them effectively. The last thing I would say on it is that, and something that we're more and more increasingly focused on as a business is making sure that you, you set the clear expectations with your clients as to what you need from them to mm. be successful. It's very easy to get stuck into a world of, oh, they, these are my clients and, and I've got to do everything that I can to service them. If they ask me to do this, then I've got to work it out. But the success of you as an organisation in delivering into your clients is often reliant on having them engaged and doing a, a portion or, or and often a big portion of the program of work for you. So you've got to really explain and enable them to understand that for this to be successful and this partnership to be successful, we, we, we really need you to do X, Y, and Z. And, and, that's, mm. and that's something that we're really focused on. And, and I think it just helps that, that expectation setting just really helps with making sure that both organisations are clear on who's doing what, how does that then equal success, and that everyone's heading to one, one goal. And, and that's where you start to see really great things and so that's what the, the true partnership focus is that we bring. And that really leads to the longevity of it. Totally. I love that. So what key advice should other sales and marketing leaders listening take away from you today? So I think the key 
you know, as I touched on, the partnership piece is, is the core element, right? When you both feel that you're bringing something to the table and you're genuinely working to one goal, that's where greatness happens. And that really is, is if you look at it from a, what you want your organisation to be doing from a sales front and what you want to be doing as an individual, that's really, I think, the core of it, right? And I think the other element is, at the end of the day, clients are human. So when you're engaging with people, you have to remember that they are people and different people react and work in different ways. You'll have some clients that are ultra focused on structure and documentation. Other clients will want to work it out over lunch and you need to be adaptable and be able to read and understand quickly how that organization and then the individuals within that organization like to operate and work and adjust your style accordingly to be successful. You've got to, you've got to as well not take yourself too seriously. At the end of the day, you have to be able to have a laugh with your customer. Most people in the sales world are not saving lives. It's not a mission critical job that we're doing on a day-to-day basis. Yes, it is. It's, it's extremely important because it's your career and you want to be successful. Don't get me wrong, but you, you can't take yourself too seriously and you've got to be able to have a laugh with your customer, show them your human side. And that helps them understand that you're also human and you're not, you're not a robot organisation delivering oh, stuff. And so when things are good and going well, you're able to celebrate that together and and enjoy that success. And naturally, when things don't go that well, you're able to use that to have those tougher conversations and work in collaboration to get to the right result at the end of the day. So that human element to the sales, it's no real secret. Everyone knows that a a good salesperson is is a personable person. So I think that's definitely a key element to that relationship building. And I think if you can let your customers understand you as a human and more about you than just what you are in your career, it absolutely helps with that engagement. And a good example of that is I, I'm about to have a kid within the next two weeks. Oh, and nice. one, of our, one of our clients sent me a branded onesie yesterday. And so that that human touch and engagement and mutual respect really helps with that creating those long-term relationships and engagements with the customer i love that that's so awesome and congratulations thank you yeah it's exciting time yeah very exciting hey tim thanks so much for joining and sharing all your wisdom and insights here on the podcast appreciate it that was a pleasure thank you very much for having me it was wonderful yeah